Most people who are looking at real estate to buy know they have 30 minutes to inspect a property. Those who are looking to rent have less, sometimes 15 minutes, maybe even 10, to inspect a property. How can you make an informed decision on what you want to call home in such a short space of time? Especially when there is hundreds of thousands of dollars involved, or even worse, millions of dollars involved. Today, we're going to find out some great tips on how to inspect a property on a time limit. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Nominated as one of 10 Australian copywriters to watch in 2021, Real Copyright has come leaps and bounds since that acknowledgement. We have written property management prospectuses, award-winning award submissions, even edited books. All this while ensuring we meet the deadlines of all our property marketing needs. If you want a copywriter who understands the industry, check out our website, www.realcopyright.com.au to find out more. Social media and digital marketing award winner Jade Carberry is the director of First National Real Estate in Melton. Located in one of Australia's fastest growing municipalities in the outer west of Melbourne, Jade and her husband, co-director Justin Carberry, share a passion for helping people find their new home. Keen to change the perception of real estate agents, Jade uses her social media platforms to entertain, educate and advocate for the industry and her beloved community. A self-confessed nerd when it comes to all things property and legislation, Jade works actively in all arms of her business, helping her community buy, sell or rent their homes. Welcome Jade, how are you? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, I gave you a bit of an intro because, you know, that's what you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> very, very awkward and humble of me. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's all good. Um, now, tell us about how you went from award-winning social media and digital marketer to real estate. Well, interestingly enough, I that is all combined as one. So yeah. I was actually on maternity leave for a good six, seven years um, yeah. leaving the industry, then coming back, mm-hmm. um, came back just before COVID and had to do something pretty different to build a database pretty quickly and yes. it was COVID, right? So how was I going to do that? I jumped into social media, yes. type person, didn't really have a personal account at all and thought I can build a database yeah. by building a community online and that is exactly what I did. So I ended up winning that award for that 2020-21 period because I was selling property and renting property off the back of socials, no marketing costs with real estate. And, you know, it worked really, really well for people. And, yeah, I've built a really strong community because of it. So it's it's wow. good for Yeah. So how many followers do you have? Oh, look, I don't actually keep track that much. I would say it's probably just under a 1,000 followers. Okay. Um, so- not a huge following, um, yeah. but I... It's it works. It's it's proactive so well. community. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. So it's a very engaged eight hundred, you know, eight to a thousand people. And I sort yeah. of run my own personal page, but I also run the business page as well. So we've got an, another bucket load of followers over there too. So it's a fun yeah. time. I love it. Yeah, yeah, great. So good. Yeah. Now, as we're talking about both sales and rental property inspections, each with their own version of open time allocations, I thought we would start here. Yep. Now, what are ways we can effectively inspect a property in the 15-minute time frame for rental properties and 30 minutes for sales properties? Yeah, well, it's a good question because it's it doesn't seem long enough for either and either, does it? Because no. sometimes you're spending, you know, up to half a million dollars if you're buying a property at the minimum just to, you know, get in. And 30 minutes to inspect that property to hand over half a million dollars is a lot. It just doesn't really add up. So, yeah, you've got no. to use your time effectively um, and that goes for rentals as well because, as you know, Victoria, I am talking about Victoria, rental yes. properties, you know, there's been a lot of changes about the requirements to have one. So in 15 minutes, 
you really do want to get a really nice snapshot of that property because um, you do need to tick off a few boxes of safety and health stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's good ways to do it. Um, I, as a real estate agent, am in and out of property all the time appraising homes. I've got to do it too. And I don't, you know, I don't spend hours trying to get to know people on the property. I've got to go through the same sort of process. Um, so I think if you use a little mini process in your head, know what you're looking for before you get to a property, mm-hmm. um, know the area quite well before you get to the property. Um, yeah. yeah, you can really, you can, you can do it. You can do it. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't seem quite long enough in, in actual fact, does it? No, it no. never does. No. no, no. And that's the thing, you know, when you do move into a property, you go, oh, I didn't know that it had that, or I didn't know it yes. had this. And, and the, the big thing is the walls are too thin. <laughs> Yeah, that's often, that, that can be the case. Yes, yes. Yes. You you don't realise how thin, you know, all things echo through the house or anything like that once you're around. Yeah. Until and you live there. That's 100% true. And so many things are missed. Um, You know, there's nothing like a second, third inspection or the final inspection before settlement for somebody yeah. to go, oh, I really thought that, you know, this room came off this way. I didn't realise the door was yeah. on the other side because your brain really does only yeah. sort of remember what it wants to remember sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you don't have the luxury of going back to check. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Oh, look, the you know, the, the good ones are the fridge spaces. You know, how big's my fridge space? How big's my fridge space? <laughs> oh, big um, one. It's oh. a huge one. <laughs> um, but, um, and also, where does my microwave sit? Oh, I forgot that I have one. Oh, I do need somewhere for that. Yeah. Um, there's not enough bench space. Where am I going to put that? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Washing machines, dryers especially. Oh, I can't use my, you know, top-loading machine um, or a front load. You know, there's a whole range of things, but yeah. we don't yeah, we don't think about them all at that 15 or 30 minutes. Because it's an emotional pull, that first inspection, isn't it? It's like, oh, I love how this works. And I, oh, isn't the garden really pretty? And, yeah. And, and that's what you take. You know, yeah. you take all the, the good stuff, not the yeah. practical stuff. That's right. That's in right. First inspection, one hundred percent. You sort of know what you want, and you start seeing yourself in that property. You can you can visualize yourself in there, and it yeah. all takes over, and that emotion takes over, and before you know it, yeah. your heart's leading, not your head. Um, yeah. And you leave the property, and you think everything's great, and someone says, "Oh, how many bathrooms did it have?" And you go, "Oh, I actually forgot to count that because I was so wrapped up in how I felt when I was there, and you know yeah. all that stuff." So yeah, mm, exactly. yeah. That first inspection does create that emotional feel. Mm. Um, it you know, generally, you know, you've done an internet inspection. You've looked at how the floor plan works. The layout works for you. Um, it's a bit functional. You've got all the feels and desires of what you want. How can we inspect the property with our head rather than our, our hearts? Like, what should we be looking for? Like, give us your top end things we look for in terms of going with your head, not your heart. Yeah. So, um that that's also a good question because what are you looking for a hundred percent you should be a little bit prepared before you get to the inspection so don't try and do this on the fly um you know you're right you've done a little bit of research before you get there on the internet and stuff like that but if you want to maximize Mm. your time and you want to get the most out of this little brain um before Mm. the heart takes over i do recommend people either make a list before they go um, mm-hmm. of what they need, okay, versus what they would like, um, yeah. what the budgets are, and think about your past, where you're living now. You know, what are the things that are driving you nuts? Why are you looking to move? What are the most mm. important things? And have a little list so that you can yeah. almost get that list ticked off really quickly at the start yeah. to give yourself the rest of that inspection to have a good walk around and see how you feel and imagine yourself yeah. living there. But really preparation I guess and it sounds a bit nerdy but um knowing what you're actually wanting to look for is probably the most important thing because it's going to it just gives you that clarity to walk through get it done yes no this is going to work no it's not then let Mm. your heart that doesn't always work I might say that because that doesn't always work you know if you fall Mm. in love with the property you'll see all the things that oh yeah you didn't you want or need um and so Nine times out of ten, though, out of a if there's a couple walking in, someone is leading with their heart. Someone is definitely using their head, so it's sort of mm-hmm. a yin and yang balance situation. But yeah. um, in my in my opinion, you've just got to do the fundamentals, right? So it's yeah. you know structure, it's um, dampness or you know mold or mm. water yeah. damage or you know how. You, 
other doors jamming. You know, there's a couple of ways you can really tell if a property is structurally sound um, and that's going to give you, you know, a a good basis point because there's nothing Mm. worse than a house that needs to be re-stumped but it's had a cosmetic renovation and you're, you know, you're rolling around like this when you get to the kitchen, you know. So um, There's an earthquake happening and I didn't know there was one. I just turned the kettle (laughs) on and all of a sudden the house is moving, you know. So, um, you know. I think that those fundamental things that need to be ticked off need to be ticked off and then and then get on yeah. with the inspection for the rest of it to try yeah. and, you know, find out if it's right for you. Yeah. And obviously structural things are going to be the expensive things. Yeah. Um, and, but, and there's some things that you just can't change, like you can't change orientation. Yep. You know, if you're not, if you're feeling it's a dark house, you know, check to see if there's any um, trees that might be blocking those windows or something like that, which may, um, you know, can be rectified. For instance, yep. Um, you know, just just to give that sense of light and and you know, because light and sunshine, it's good for your mental health. It's not just hundred percent to keep you warm. Yeah. Um, so you can make sure you've got a you know a place that will offer that gives you that essentially. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. All those things matter, and I don't think people realise you know dark homes. For just one example, yeah, there's loads yeah. of reasons why that house could be dark. It might not be able to be fixed, but nine times out of ten, you you can remove some trees and bushes and open up those windows and have light. Yeah, but you never really realise that it's not just about being a vampire in the dark and being comfortable like that. It actually yeah. has other ramifications, right? So you might end yeah. up with mold or dampness or you know that mm. mildew, horrible smell that just because you do yeah. need air and ventilation and all those mm. really important things. Um, which, you know, for rental properties now are considered a minimum standard. So they yes. should be offering all of those things when you're inspecting. However, yes. it's really important to know what, what those are so that you yes. you know that you are getting that for your money either way, mm. rental or sales, yeah. um, but for rental especially. Yes, definitely. Okay. Some people get a bit funny with this because it's – crying I guess a little bit into people's private spaces but are we allowed to look inside cupboards to see how big they are or if they are fitted so look I would say that of course you can look into cupboards before you're buying a home you're you're effectively Mm. trying to buy a home of course you can um yeah there's no hard and fast rule on how that's done but in my experience Mm. um especially in a rental property it's a little bit different in rental property because you do may have somebody's items in there as a tenant they don't yes. own the property they haven't chosen to put the property on the market yeah there is a level precious. of respect <laughs> but there's also a level of respect and you do so, yeah. you know ask your agent the agent will have had a conversation with that tenant they will know the instructions they will know how to handle the situation just use your yeah. agent um and similarly in sales as well um mm. you do get the odd buyer that is you know opening every cupboard and wants to see all the nooks and crannies they're not necessarily mm. looking at your belongings. They just, you know. No. Um, and I think if you can separate that, that obviously someone will want to know is a wardrobe fitted out, you know, what sort of cabinetry yeah. we've got inside. Um, yeah. If you feel awkward as a buyer, as a rule, yeah. get your agent there, you know, do it together. They can show yeah. you um, because often people are worried that, you know, they might be prying into somebody's personal space or that, you know, yeah. something will go wrong. But that's what the agent is there for. It's to show you in yeah. and out cupboards. It's important, you know. Yeah. Um, will you fit all your clothes in? Is there even a rod to hang your jackets on? You know, um, not, yeah. not every wardrobe has all of those things. So, of course, no. inside. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I know I've seen um, doorways converted into a spice cupboard, for instance. Um, they've just blocked a off a door on one side and then the, the original door is still there and all of a sudden it's a, it's as deep as the door cavity and that's it. Yeah. Um, and you want to know what's in there. Um, but, like, for those on the other end, like the vendors and the, the moving out tenants, um, if you've got precious things that you just don't want people to see, put them in cabinets that do not belong to the property. 100%. And a good agent yeah. will have that conversation with the vendor or the renter before they even yeah. bring somebody through is to say, if you've got anything of precious or, you know, value that you want to keep very safe in the event mm. something went wrong, remove it, put it away. While yeah. we do the campaign, put it away, make sure it's out of sight or away very safe. Um, yeah. But set that expectation for them too on on how you will respect their privacy that you may need yeah. to show them inside cupboards. So if there's anything yeah. you don't want people to see, make sure it's not there at the time of inspection. And most nine times out of ten, people are quite willing to help you out with that. But 
yeah. a, a good agent will always set that up so that there are no awkward moments for your buyer yeah. or prospective <laughs> red tag because it could be nothing yeah. worse, right? So you're yeah, trying definitely. to make sure that all these things are ticked so that you know how to make everyone feel comfortable, but you're giving as much info and transparency as possible because you yeah. don't want to think that you've got a, a room here with a door and only to buy the property, open it and realize that, yeah, it's just it's a little, a cupboard. yeah, like something was very creative, <laughs> but it doesn't do anything. So yeah, you are allowed yeah. to look into a property and your agent should help you with that. And they should be trying yeah. to make everybody feel comfortable and, and safe and private, you know, respecting people's privacy is huge. Um, yeah. and that's, it's easily done. Right. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are we able to like you? When we go to when people style their homes, I guess when when they get the the professionals in and mm-hmm. get the home styled, mm-hmm. um, they are very clever about putting rugs on floors, which might be hiding a stain on the carpet or a crack no. on tile, or no, they do wouldn't that. do that. No. Um, and maybe a picture frame, you know, where there might be a, a crack or a, a scuff, um, a scuff yeah. or something that just doesn't make the house hundred percent perfect. Yeah. Um, are we allowed to go, oh, I'm going to, you know, lift that rug up or take that picture off the hook? Can we can we do that? Uh, so, no, there are limitations. In some ways there's limitations. So you can't go banging yeah. around and taking everybody's pictures off the wall just because you want to see behind them. Um, yeah. You know, there's limitations on how far you can go. Um, yeah. But, again, I would say that a good agent, if it was really bothering you that you want to see under a rug, Will mm. help you with that. That's that's not hard. Yeah. But do I do I encourage people to walk around other people's houses, and touching all their things and lifting up things without you know sort of seeking some kind of approval or is that okay or I've got a concern. Here's my concern, yeah. and if it's justified, potentially the agent will go, oh well, that's a good question. Let's check it out together. Yeah. Um, that's probably the safest option. But no, I don't encourage people to walk around <laughs> others' homes and just start lifting things and touching this because that yeah. can be quite confronting. And, and you know, sometimes the vendor or renter is home at the time of inspection. You can't get mm. around that sometimes. So, yeah, it, you've got to be respectful and use your agent. Yeah. I always just say just use the agent because, you know, the agent will want to know yeah. as well um, yeah. and they're not going to cause any damage to a property um, that yeah. they have to explain later. So use your agent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always find that existing tenants will tell you everything negative about a property. Everything. I was like, this needs fixing, that needs fixing. And so yeah. <laughs> you can get a pretty honest review of the property prior to if the tenant, if the existing tenant 100%. is still there. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> 100%. And, you know, yeah. that's not my favourite inspection to have um, a renter <laughs> and a prospective renter, the new tenant coming in. It's not it's not the best. Yeah. Um, no. But at the same time, as an agent, you know, I'm all about being transparent, you know, and yeah. knowing the property that I'm showing anyway. So it shouldn't mm. be too many surprises for your agent. Um, but then again, yeah. Murphy's Law says that there may be one here and there that puts you on your yeah. toes, which is fun. So yeah. Mm. Now the big experts or the ones who inspect properties all the time mm-hmm. will tell you to check things like water pressure. Ooh, you know, it's it's not that hard to flick on a tap. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, would would you go check them on your first inspection? Uh, possibly not on my first inspection, if if I'm frank. Well, maybe second. Um, maybe definitely third. leaving things like all of the nitty gritties when it comes to plumbing or electricals. Um, probably to the second inspection. I haven't done anything yet, but that first inspection is ticking off some fundamentals for me, making sure it suits me yeah. and my lifestyle and what I'm looking to do in the future. All the nitty gritty yeah. things. Um, yeah, they can be done at a different time. Um, and generally mm. speaking, you want to make sure that you've got power on at the property before you try and do that sort of stuff. So setting it up with your agent, maybe even towards that yeah. final inspection um, or prior, that's fine. But, yeah, not at the first one. I don't think it's giving you much value. You really need to know, is the house right? Can I afford it? You know, there's a whole range of other very fundamental things mm. going on. Um, by all means, you can flick the tap on. I don't think anyone would be sad about that if you did it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd probably save all of those. It could things. be, a, yeah, because some for some people that's a make or break. Yeah, that's a like you know I need to have a hot, strong shower. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, that's one hundred percent true. I don't need someone crying on my back in the morning when I'm having a shower. Yeah. you know. Um, 
And yeah. so those things do matter. If it's something that's really high up on your priority list and, yeah. for example, you've been staying in a rental property that doesn't have good hot shower pressure and it's driving you mental, yeah. um, why not? I mean, if it's the first inspection and it's one of your most important requirements, then potentially, yeah. yeah, you probably might want to turn it on so that you're not wasting your own time. But um, mm. I would save electrical stuff, plumbing stuff, um, checking like light switches and, you know, all the power plugs. I'd save yeah. that to a final inspection really. And in rental yeah. properties, it's a bit different. You're not getting that final inspection. Um, yeah. So, and you're getting a shorter amount you're of probably... time. So you really are under the so you... when you're yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, as a renter, potentially, yeah, Probably. you might. You might do that at the first inspection. Um, you might one yeah. other inspection before you're moving in. So, um, yeah. yeah, it might be an idea as a renter to get those things out of the way too if it matters to you. You know, some people don't yeah. Don't mind that doesn't sort matter. of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, you might, it doesn't matter until it, until, it matters. until it get really bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yes. So, yes. Uh, and everyone's really different. But as long as you're clear yeah. about what you want um yeah I, I mean i can't see any problem with it it's quite an easy fix water's yeah. always on so it's always easy to um work out what's going on there too and if you hear that knocking yeah. coming out of the tap you know right yeah. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it can be yeah. handy as well and an easy easy check isn't it so, easy yeah. check yeah guess more than ever um we should check our phones for mobile signals like it's an easy, easy check when you're basically walking through the door, maybe at the back of the property. No, just look at your mobile phone to see how good the signal 100%. is. A hundred percent. Yeah, because often mm. that sort of thing is not an easy fix if it if it's a problem in no. an area, right? So that yeah. comes down to coverage and networks and all those things. So yeah, that that's I do that as an agent, especially when I'm you know that's the first thing I'll do is get on my phone for something and go oh my goodness there's no not very good internet it's taking forever to load those things really impact your way of life especially if you're on the internet all the day or you're working from home if you've got something that's taking forever to load just because of the internet coverage yeah it's going to make a huge difference super easy to check right so i check it straight away i I encourage other people to as well Yeah. yeah 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 there's apparently a pocket of i think it's clyde or clyde north or something like that and mobile phone service is ridiculously bad. Yeah. Um, apparently they have amazing broadband internet or NBN mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, but apparently the cause of the really bad mobile coverage is that they've got too many towers and they ping off each other and they go around in a circle and big, you know, but don't ping down to the phones. Look, you're not alone, Clyde, okay? We've got a little pocket like that out in Melton. It's just this tiny little pocket. I don't know why. No one can work it out. But, yeah, yeah. what is that? And that matters, right? So, yeah, it does matter. It matters. Yeah. So yeah. those things matter and they should be easily checked, easy checked. Um, yeah. Because, look, will an agent let you know all those things if you don't ask or don't? No. no of course they will. Well, I don't know. Not. They're trying to sell the property, aren't they? They all do. rent the property. Yeah. They're going to tell you all the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've got a job to do yeah. and they're trying to do a job for, you know, the landlord or vendor. So I think that, yeah, as much as you can check out and mobile fines are great because they just, you know, they're, they've got everything going on. Um, it's super easy to check. You know, you can even, I mean, you can do Wi-Fi speed tests. Do you know that? Like you can actually yeah, do that um, without causing any issue to anyone just to see what's going on. So um, it might not yeah. be very accurate, but all those things are very easy to access. And I, I do encourage people to do that 100%. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Clyde, okay, just because I just I live in that little pocket and it can drive me mental. So, yeah, shout out to Clyde. And Telstra, get your act together. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And don't think it's not... You know, oh, it's, I've got Vodafone or I've got Optus. No. That's why it's no, no, no. It's probably the main player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> With obviously everyone having a variety of screens and mobile charging and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, a good thing to look for is PowerPoints, light switches, seeing if they're like double-sided so you can you know, leave a room and come out the other side and not go back to the start to turn the light off or um, and even internet points so that you can hardwire your TV to get good streaming services mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
you know, these sort of things that we should really be keeping an eye out for. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes down to the crunch, if the house suits you and you're starting to look at all those nitty gritty things, like where are we going to put our TVs and where are we going to, which kids in which room and all of those things, um, there is nothing worse than fighting over one charger in a home or, you know, having to Mm. have your phone over there and you have to sit over there. You know, all those things matter. Um, But I always do tell potentially more so buyers than renters because they don't have as much um, flexibility just to change wiring in a house. But yeah. Um, potential buyers, I always, you know, let them know that wiring, PowerPoints, um, they can always be added and they can always, you know, it, mm. wiring is a big job, but, you know, adding PowerPoints and it light is. switches and you can now even get charging PowerPoints, you know, for your phone. You don't even need yeah. the charging bit. You know, that's not a huge expense if you're just adding some in here and there. Um, yeah. It can always be changed. but. It does matter if you don't have, you know, a TV point in one of the living spaces that you are planning to put, you know, a TV in. As long mm. as you're factoring in those added costs to then do it and knowing that they're not there, yeah. you're not getting any nasty surprises when you move in. So, yeah, yeah all those things do matter because they're little, they making a big impact in your everyday life. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've actually, when I've rented properties, I've PowerPoints in because I wanted them. Did not hear that. Did not hear that. Didn't hear that? No, 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 no. I got approval. Yeah, so to me it was adding value to the property yes. and I paid for it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I had a 1924 um, old apartment, like solid brick walls and all that sort of fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, one PowerPoint for, you know, a massive room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah it just doesn't quite cut it anymore. No, 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 I agree. Yeah. yeah. So things can be done with approval. Yes, they can. can. (laughs) More with sales properties rather than rental properties. Sales agents will generally set up the house um, as it should be. So, you know, there'll be, if there's a gas fire on a coolish day, they'll Mm -hmm. put it on. Um, They'll have the heating and cooling sort of working just to show, look, it works. How comfortable you are. Yes. Yeah. How good is this? With rental properties, they're... Probably not going to go there, are they? Um, look, rental properties are different. Between tenants, um, often yeah. power's turned off, yeah. right? So, you know, it's not yeah. you can't quite create the same ambience in a lot of these vacant rental properties. Yeah. Um, fifteen yeah. minutes also gives you limited time to be able to set it up and is it yeah. worth it? Um, do people mind in rental properties? I don't know. We yeah. definitely do try to make our rental property opens look and feel like a mini version of a sales open. But, yeah, you're right. It isn't quite as um, there's no candles being lit and um, all that stuff that we do Mm. for the sales properties. No. No. Yeah. No cookies in the oven. No cookies in the oven. Like we probably should start doing that. If we had a bit more time, we probably would. But, you know, (laughs) you know, we probably, yeah. But, not you're right. But, yeah, yeah. So, again, again, like, you know, gas hot plate, is it okay to do a bit of a switch turn and go, oh, yeah, the gas works? Like I don't have to get a little match out to light the gas. Yeah, and look, of course stuff. you can because, yeah, you don't yeah, – of course you can. Again, I do recommend that if you're starting to turn things on and off and touch and do all that stuff, it's fine. But yeah. you want your agent around because if anything goes wrong, yeah. right, anything goes wrong, yeah. um, at least there's two of you mm. there to cooperate your story and say it just <laughs> fell off and we did not do anything, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do recommend use that agent. That's what we're there for and we'll help you. And, yes, yeah. you can check the hot plates, of course, yes. Well, okay, well, so we're going to have a small break and we're going to talk more to Jade about knowing the new rental laws when inspecting your property, um, some tactics you can use in a crowd of other inspectors, as well as Jade's top five tips for things to not do when inspecting mm-hmm. your property. So you're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm Sue Langada, and we are talking to the co-director of First National Melton, Jade Tarbury, about some inspection secrets, how to inspect a property efficiently with a time limit. Now, Jade, what are the new rights when it comes to the tenancy reforms? So as from March this year, there is mandatory 
energy efficient heating required for all rental properties, which to me I think is overkill. Really? Because there are so many one bedroom apartments in old, old suburbs with no heating whatsoever. But people know, oh, I need to bring my little portable heater in. Or you possibly don't need to because it might get lots of sunshine. Or it's very insulating, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. need it. There is a new reform. It's from March 2023. Mm -hmm. We have energy-efficient heating in the main living area of all rental properties. Yep. And certain ones are not allowed Big anymore dip. either. So, you know, there's no changing over yes. your old gas wall furnace, guys. No, that is uh, gone are those days. So you'll have to change it to the ones that are on the list that you're allowed to use. And I'll preface this to say I hear your tongue in cheek about, um, you know, it's sometimes it's just it's such a overkill and it's such a blanketed option and it doesn't suit every property that it's not, yes. this, you know, but um, – we do know that gas heating options and some of those portable heaters, you know, they do cause issues, they do cause house fires, and they aren't necessarily the safest options. Yeah. But, you know, we find ourselves with just another reform to um, in Victoria to sort of yeah. tick off. And that- so what what are the eligible heating options that we can put in? So it's basically split systems, I would say that. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it really is moving all away from any kind of gas. Have a gas ducted heating. Can you have that? You can. I think there's certain types, there's certain levels that you have to have. There is a whole range of um, conditions on what sort of heating. Um, I have heard people floating around about cooling now. So, I, I mean, that would just be insane. But, yeah. Yeah. Certain ones have just been taken off altogether. You wouldn't even find a gas plumber to install certain ones anymore because they, they're they deemed unsafe, basically. They're so, deemed unsafe. Yeah. Wow. And look, split systems aren't easy to install. They they do come no. with space required, you know, for those big um, little machines and where do you put them on the wall and how effective are they if they're not in the right spot. So they're not yeah. perfect either. They will come with its own no. challenges, but that's the rule and that's what they've decided yeah. on. So those panel heaters, like you go to Bunnings and you get a little radiant heater that you can fix to the wall. Um, I know they're not energy efficient, but there are some brands like Noir, uh, is it Noir, Noirot or something, and um, Nobo, which are, have always been called energy efficient. No, no. Wow. For those, um, yeah, it's it's really quite insane because you know you look at some properties that are quite. They're premium properties. They actually like um, some different sort of heating options, and a lot of them have been taken off as being able to be used in a rental property. These are for rental properties, right? Yes, so, not for sale. Not for um, sale. But in saying that, the legislation is the main living area and must be energy efficient in that main living area. So if you have other heating options, like you may have one of those panel heaters in the kids' bedrooms, that would still be okay. If you were getting that repaired, so when it, if something went wrong or you need to have it, yeah, yeah no, there shouldn't be panel heatings, heaters in your bedroom. Anywhere. No. So that's the new legislation. Yeah, I mean, I would have to go through the legislation. It's quite, you know, it's a chunky. But yeah, because I thought, I thought that it was only that you must have one. There's certain that aren't allowed minimum. either, that aren't considered up to, you know, safety standards either. So it's not just about the energy efficient stuff. Efficient. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's getting well, expensive, right? So it's getting really it's getting, expensive. Well, it's getting expensive, Victoria. But it's it's also finding the electricians to do all of this. Like that's another headache in itself. Yeah. And they do not have enough electricians out there to to perform all of this by a certain time. And I know even with the introduction of the laws two years ago. Yeah. They still are struggling with getting every That's rental right. property compliant. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Everybody's struggling. Trades are struggling. Um, yeah, you know, there's we have electrical safety checks now that they have to get done as well. So you can imagine yeah. how many electricians are conducting those now for you know yeah. all the rental properties in Victoria. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's become very intense to have a rental property yeah. to ensure that it's safe and all those yeah. things, um, and this is just another one of those reforms that have come into place 
over this two-year period that there's been, what, 130-something? So um, it's been a big couple of years for our landlords getting their heads wrapped around that. Also educating renters on what is considered now a minimum standard because Mm. the other side of all this is that potentially we've swung too far the other way, but there was a requirement to sort of bring it back a little bit and and find a better balance because I'm not sure renters were getting the best um, properties to live in prior to now and there is a bit more regulation. but that's the point of renting as well. And there's the argument, right? There is a 100% <laughs> argument for that. And I, I probably sit with you on that. But, yeah, um, yeah it's the new reforms. Yeah, renting does a, not give you choice. Rent, well, apparently you know, it does anyway. now in Victoria. So, apparently it does. Yeah, it does. Well, you yeah, know, look, I understand there's going to be a safe minimum standard. I understand that. And, um, and I know that one bad egg who makes it, bad for everybody and stuff's up and let's change the rules because of one bad egg. And the reality is that bad egg is the developer who has a property that they know they're going to be bulldozing in the next two to five years and they put um, a renter in there and they're not going to change anything um, and there's mould and there's rotten floorboards and there's um, gaps and under doors and all that sort of stuff. But they don't want to invest any money into it because they are demolishing it yep. soon. So that's how it's all come about. Yeah. I believe, I believe I believe that to mm-hmm. be true. And I do believe that it is weeding out those type of um investors. Well Properties. they're purely yeah. there for the dollars yeah. and cents of investment, right? They're not really thinking yeah. about the occupant of their home and how they're living and are they safe no. and all those things. They're just yeah. looking at the end goal, but yeah, and it basically makes developers go, well, that means I need to live in that property in the coal. And I'm okay with that because, you know what, I know there's a bigger picture to be thinking about and I'll be making a whole heap of money. Um, so it's worth it for my future, but it's not worth it for your tenant's future. But then the tenant will go, well, you know what, I'm happy to pay 300 bucks a week for a four-bedroom house in Seaford on a massive block of land because I've got three dogs and and I know my dogs will probably ruin the property, so it doesn't matter. So it's that it is. It's a different mindset, isn't it? There's a place for everybody. Yes, there is. Yes, that that's actually one of my husband's mottos. There is a home for everybody. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I said, legislation's probably got a little bit too far. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot. But in saying that with legislation and rental properties, I think one of the most important and key things to do when you're walking into inspection now is head for the bench and find the disclosure statement that, you know, has to be sitting there that explains to you those very key important safety things or health things. Yeah. And it is up to the landlord slash agent to provide that disclosure of has there been mould at the property and has it been treated? Yeah. You know, they have to do that for three years after it's been treated. Mm. Um, so if you can, that's a, another really great way to maximise your time as a renter is now because of those reforms and that disclosure statement, yeah. you are getting a very good snapshot, you know, of has there been any of major issues at this property in the last few years that yeah. you should know about that potentially could affect you going forward. And that's helpful. Yeah. But using your time efficiently, mm. could you just ask, the property manager to email it to you before you even inspect the property? 100%. Um, it is always sitting on the bench, like I said. Yeah. I check it for things like mould. And I'll be honest, I, I do encourage, if I was doing an inspection, I'd go straight through the bench to check for mould because yeah. they won't send you that disclosure statement before you get there. Oh, okay. Disclosure statements can be sent to you anytime and they will be attached to leases, new lease agreements mm-hmm. and all of those things. So um, it's a very, it's a document that, you know, you shared very everywhere yeah um but it also puts a lot of onus on that on that landlord to take on any discrepancies that somebody might find from that disclosure statement it Mm. does come with a substantial you know um penalty unit um punishment if you lie so um it is there for a very important reason but of course you can always get that emailed to you all of those sort of things or ask your agent your agent's not going to lie if it's sitting on the bench either are they so um, you know, whatever works, but yeah, yeah maximize your time and those disclosure statements in, in particular, I love, I actually do think it's a really great opportunity. Our landlords were hugely resistant to signing them at the start or even knowing about them and what does yeah. that mean and what am I responsible for? But 
what a cool conversation to go. Well, actually, Mr. Landlord, you have always been responsible Ooh. for your tenant sitting in your property. Yeah. Um, and it's in mindset thing. So yeah. um, two years on, we're getting there slowly. And I think renters are getting more educated too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've we've got a little ways to go, but that's all right. Yeah. We'll get there in the end. We'll get there, yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah. Now, this is the big thing. A lot of rental properties as well as sales properties can have um, a crowd going through the house at the same time as you are. Mm-hmm. Now, what would be your game plan if you were interested in the property but want to put off other potential buyers or renters? <laughs> I loved this question because what a cool question because it's so true, right? Yeah. You, get, you walk into an open inspection, there's 20 other groups there and you're instantly in competition mode going, well, how am I going to weed out the, you know, how am I going to get yeah. there? But um, in my experience, I think that I wouldn't get myself too worked up that I've got to make myself likable or, you know, I've got to do anything in particular. You know, it does come down to an offer. So my advice to you is speak to the agent, you know, make contact, make eye contact, have a, you know, it doesn't have to be be a long conversation. Be Be memorable. Be, uh, you know, something so that when they're doing their follow-up calls, they do remember who you are. They're not going to forget about you if if somebody else creates, you know, makes an offer. They do know you're there. And ensure that they know what your next steps are. So tell them, you know, we're going to take a couple of days or we're really keen to move now or I'd love you to email me something, whatever it is. But instruct what you want as the next step because the agent will be wrapped with that because I'll be like, great, follow up for Monday. They seem really keen. Um, Be memorable. Yeah. Make eye contact. Say hi. Be friendly. And be memorable doesn't mean like, what was that stink in that room? Oh, what was that? You know? Um, it's more like let them know that, oh, the lady with the six kids or something or the lady, you know, the white lady with the twins or, or, you know, it's something that is, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's something about you personally. Um, I got to take the kids off to basketball or something that is nothing to do with the house, but about you, um, and shows a bit of personality about who you are. Yeah, and I would say that is super key. It is key when you are doing rental inspections yeah. as a prospective tenant. You, it's a, a little bit different because your your property manager that's at that inspection is actually doing a few checks and balances of their own to see what you're like. You know, are you going to be a good tenant for their client? Mm. Are you going to look after a property? Do you are you a friendly person to deal with? Do you look like you'll be easy to communicate and yeah. talk to over a, a length of a lease? So, you know, it's almost in it's, reverse as well. It's but- a reference. It's, you know, it's already it creating a, a personal reference of who you are. A hundred percent. So mm. being friendly and courteous and you, like you don't have to become best friends. You don't have to do a dance to be memorable, yeah. but an agent will remember um, good manners and a friendly attitude and, you know, being greeted and then said goodbye to because a lot of the time people don't necessarily do that no, they're in a rush they're, mission. Not, they're, <laughs> they've already spoken to 10 agents today <laughs> and i respect that you know i'm i get it um yeah. but as a if i'm at a rental open doing you know i'm i am looking at the renters walking through and i do want to strike up a small conversation to, to get to know yeah. you a little bit so that when i see your application run through yeah Oh. I can sort of put two together and go, well, she was lovely or he was a really nice guy or yeah. he seemed like he wanted, you know, was very genuine, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, yeah, that's how I would play that. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing any negatives. No. I definitely wouldn't be doing that <laughs> or trying to weasel someone out by going, oh, it's awful. Um, well, this room's a bit small, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, your agent won't love you. So, yeah, don't do that. Now, um, if we had an ideal opportunity, we would inspect the property three, four times before we make a decision, which, you know, yeah. ha- does happen with sales properties, obviously not so much with rental properties. But explain to us how could inspecting a property at different times of a day make a difference to your decision making about the property? Oh, oh. That is a very good question. I am always banging on about this to people because if you live near a school, a main road, um, you know, near a freeway entrance or exit point, yeah. and you've got a lot of traffic coming through at certain times of the day, whether that be peak hour, school time, drop off, pick up, that changes the landscape of an area for yeah. you know a couple of hours each day. Yeah, and how is that those couple of hours going to impact you? For some people, they're at work; it doesn't matter. Yeah. School yeah. drop off; they're already gone. Who cares? I'm home. My house is and it's quiet. Neighborhood's quiet. Yeah. But that's why I always say, you know, if you're going to an open for inspection on a Saturday. 
generally speaking, um, you should be wanting to follow up an inspection if you're near a school, you know, at either morning or the afternoon pickup and especially that afternoon slot of people coming home from work if you're on main roads. How long is it going to take you to get 500 metres in your car if you had to if you've got a lot of traffic. Um, So inspecting at different times gives you a better idea, better snapshot of your neighbourhood and how that actually affects your livability because if you're spending all that time in the car, you're frustrated. You're not happy. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is you can do that without actually inspecting the property. That's just purely um, maybe going outside the property at four o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. You know, this is a time when I will be leaving this property or – um, and just doing it that way, I'll give you a funny story. Uh, when I sold my first house, the prospective buyers were really, really keen. So they thought that they would inspect the property at about 11 o'clock at night one night just to see, not inspect the property, but just inspect the street yeah, yeah. Um, at 11 o'clock at night just to see if it's a quiet street, you know, we've got parties going on, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know. If they had done that 24 hours before... <laughs> <laughs> They would have come across a um, police drug raid with about six police cars in the street and um, a couple of lesbian drug dealer girls across two doors but on the other side of the street um, being arrested. And we had no idea that one a cop had been sitting in somebody's front bedroom for about six months. Oh, my gosh. This is great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then, but then hilariously we sold ours and we got top dollar for it um, yeah. probably about a month later, a very similar property but across the road but down further down on the street. Um, they sold theirs for I think 50 or 60 grand less than ours because the neighbours next to us decided that they would, you know, leave their driveway and go, <clears throat> you know, up the driveway or up the street, yeah. right in the middle of the auction. It's like all yep. of a sudden price went down. Yep. That that needs its whole own episode about how you <laughs> deal with the person that doesn't want you to be selling the property. Yeah. Or, you know, that needs its whole other episode. Because yeah. So, um, yeah, so we were quite lucky at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why you're inspecting at different times. Is to, yeah. You know, if you've got a dog barking all night because they're night shift workers and mm. puppy's missing his, you know, dad, but he barks all night and that's your next-door neighbour, Yeah, you don't know that. You also don't necessarily – you're not necessarily going to have time to go up and down this to every single prospective property and check out the yeah. different times of day. No. Um, but I do but the ones that you, The ones yeah. you're really keen on. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Yep. Mm. And yep. the, like in terms of internally inspecting the property at different times of day, um, it's again, it's all about the light and how the light mm-hmm. sits in the house and how the house stays warm and, and um, you know, where, is the sun glare coming in right at the back? Yeah. You yeah. know, in yeah. especially summer. in summer. Yeah, yeah, especially in summer and especially in winter. You know, if you've got no sunlight coming into your house, it effectively makes your house a lot cooler. Uh, yeah. Cooler. But in winter, that that becomes a problem, yeah. and and in reverse. So yeah. yeah, different times of day affect the way you live inside your home. Yeah. Um. So that's also really key as well. Yeah. Yeah. But also maybe inspecting it in different types of weather too. So if it's pissing oh. rain, I so people always say to me, I hear this from my own team all the time. If it's raining on a on a Saturday and we've got opens, and they're like, Oh no, it's raining! And I'll be like, oh, Rain is the best for best. inspections, right? Yeah. Because you want to see a property at its worst. We're always very keen to give it to people on a silver platter and go, Look how perfect yeah. it is! We've styled it, we've done this, yeah. and it's beautiful. But in the rain or weather extremities, a property changes. It changes the way you live. Rain's yeah. great because rain will show you where water's pulling. Yeah. Rain will show you if it's leaking. Um, rain will give you a really good indication of how well that property has been maintained and looked after. Yeah. Um, drainage issues. Is there water yeah. running into the house or away from the house? There's yeah. only one way to find that out. And when it buckets down with rain, yeah. I love inspecting property because you will see the property at its, its worst state or, or battling the worst extremities. Yeah. Therefore, Perfect. how does it hold up? Is it yeah. holding up well? And I think that's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And look, similarly I'm, when it's hot. Yeah. Mm. Look, I, I'm, um, I'm a big advocate for when it's rained um, just before photos taken because the green of your garden just pops oh, yeah. and it? you just get this 
vibrant colors just um you know and and the light is very steady so you're not getting streams of sunshine coming in which will distort your photos a little bit on the basis yeah. that you know you've got sh- shadows and stuff going on whereas yep. that flat light with the rain um is perfect for time perfect time to get photos taken it okay, is but so many people go oh i can't believe it's rain it's like oh this is good you love this you really do you need to love it you need to because <laughs> i yeah i love it i i do and i love going and view properties for myself in the rain as well because again mm. it's just no brainer. What a perfect yeah. way to see all the issues right up front and go, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that will yeah. need to be done. It's that stood needs to be up. Done. It's still the test of time. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All good. Um, now you mentioned to me pr- um, prior, like in the pre-production side of this podcast, um, how to inspect with your senses. Now explain oh, yeah. to us about that. Yeah. So I think when we were talking before about, you know, having, a list or a checklist and all those things. Um, Mm. That's not always possible. You're not always got the time either. But so I always say to people, inspect your senses because we've got five senses. It's very easy to understand and remember. And you can tick that off in your head. And I always say the first one you're going to start with is clearly your sight because you're going to be driving to the property, aren't you? You're going to be looking around the neighbourhood and you're going to be checking out the neighbours and how well are they maintaining their properties and all that stuff. So it's it's a visual thing. You're looking at the – you can see what's in front of you. Um, Work down to your smell because – in my opinion, smell will it will provide you a lot of information when walking into a yeah. house. You know, are they smokers? Do they have pets inside? Um, has there been any mildew or mouldy smell that you've yeah. been present that sort of smacked you in your face when you walked in? You know, smell's going to identify a lot of stuff going mm. on. Um, just like touch, you know, we spoke about touching all the different surfaces, but you know, touching um, wooden architraves sometimes is really handy. Just a quick little touch make sure they're not soft you know structurally Mm. you can see rotten wood um, by touching it in walls and you can hear the difference you know it doesn't have to be a huge thing um your hearing also very important because again if you've got barking dogs all day or you've got a train or you've got machinery running or yeah and it's all the time you know that matters but rolling through and I guess taste is the only one that doesn't really work um in my little thing but Overall, if you are sitting with all of your senses and all yeah. of, nothing is going red flag, red flag in your senses, because generally yeah. that's your feelings, yeah. um, that's a good checklist. If you haven't yeah. got a piece of paper and you just want to look at a prop and you go, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it smelt really clean and mm. it looks really clean and it feels sturdy, um, all those things matter. And I love yeah. to use that as a really quick tool for myself when I'm going into property to view. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Hearing the birds singing or you know, it's quiet or, yeah. you know, it's not just all the bad. It's also the good stuff, that the feel-good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because we get really focused on what we're yeah. seeing and what we think we need and all those things. But often this will tell you a lot and your nose will tell you a lot. Yeah. Um, and so those those things matter and I use that. So I think that's yeah. a handy tip as a checklist for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess it's more at rental properties than um properties for sale but sometimes your vendor or your landlord may be present when you inspect like that can be a bit awkward and a little bit um intimidating Mm. yeah Mm. it is it is hugely intimidating nobody likes it we're going to be very frank and say that up front if you're the buyer or the prospective renter the last thing you want to see when you walk in to look at a property is the person that owns that property yeah um because it doesn't provide you with very much space to give feedback, ask questions in fear of offending them or, mm. you know, making it awkward for yourself. So um, my tips for those situations and a good agent, again, will coordinate that that introduction, that meet yeah. and greet, that whole situation should not be on your shoulders to facilitate all the no. homeowners. Your agent should step in between. They should have spoken to that homeowner prior to you getting there and have an expectation of how this will work with them. Murphy's Law says that every now and then you will have a homeowner that will want to walk around with you, pointing out all of the great things that they love about their home. And, I mean, you know that's coming from a good place. You've got to work with it. You've just got to work with it. Book another inspection time if you have to or leave it into your agent's capable hands to deal with because they will know that you're feeling uncomffortable, yeah. you know, they, they can see what's going on. So 
um, never be afraid to pull your agent to the side and say, hey, um, you know, is it possible that I could just have five seconds just to have a good look around? Because your agent can take that person to have a chat. There's loads of ways. We've got lots of the tricks up our sleeve, but we can't get around it. It's awkward. And no agent is inviting that to happen just so that everybody knows, but we can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sometimes it might be just a brush pass, like the agents opening up, the owners going, "Oh, yeah. I'm just walking out the door." Sorry, I was meant to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and nice. so yeah, um, and it might even be that the 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 prospective buyer might go, "Oh, can I just ask you? This is the second time we've inspected. Um, you know, yeah." And all of a sudden, there's a ten minute conversation that should not be happening there and then. Hundred percent. Like yeah. So look. Those situations are hard to intervene because <laughs> you don't want to look like you're trying to shut everybody up either. Yeah. Like, it's a very tender balance of how you deal with those situations. But you're right. That doesn't happen very often. No. And sometimes it can be very, very handy to have that meet and greet, especially if it's a final inspection and mm. contracts are done or you know it's going to be a changeover of home. You want to know how the this works and you want yeah. to know how that hot water service ever gets turned back on when it comes off. You know, this, yeah. it, it can be good. Yeah. Um, when in the process is it good after yeah. after the money's sort of been and all of yeah. that stuff's done. But yeah. the agent should really be having a conversation with the vendor slash landlord um at the very first instance to sort of say, Oh, look, I'll leave that with the agent to talk to you about or or, or something like that. No, or because like you know how agents um like they say at the start, if anyone approaches you personally please understand that you're under contract for us to sell a home. So therefore you need to tell them that um, if someone knocks on your door and says, oh, I see you got your house up for sale, you know, would you take an offer outside the agent? Uh, no, um, you need to speak to the agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar, um, isn't it? Yeah. It's it exactly similar. the same process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All good. Yeah. Okay. Now your top five things you shouldn't do when inspecting a property. So give us your number one. All right, so I'm going to preface this and say never look at properties too far outside your budget because you're either setting yourself up for failure and it becomes an emotional roller coaster for you then walking into what you can afford. Yeah. Um, I would always say really try and be very clear on what you can afford before you start viewing properties and that yeah. that is 100%. Don't start looking at properties that are just way up there because you're only going to feel a huge sense of disappointment when you come back to reality in your own budget. Um, You're also, you know, there also is a time factor too for vendors and landlords. If you're not a serious, seriously able to afford the property, probably shouldn't be in there anyway. But, Mm. yes, don't do that for your own heart and um, that head because it becomes a battle and you won't win. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my number one thing. Um, Mm -hmm. When applying for rental properties at those opens, take all the information from the agent so that you've got it all to apply as soon as you walk out that property and make yeah. sure that application is 100% complete yes. um, because that inspection is your chance to ask the agent anything you need for your application stage. Um, yes. Use it. Don't walk out still with questions. Don't walk out without the information and think, oh, I'll just call them on Monday and find out a little bit about it. It's probably too late. Too late. Uh, five other people applied in the meantime because they yeah. asked those questions. So you must do that. Do not walk out of that inspection with things still wanting to be answered, thinking yeah. you've got time. Um, because your, thing- your property manager is probably already on to the next property because they've got, you know, 10 properties to open that day or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 So um, the yeah. other thing I would say don't do, which, you know, a lot of people do try to do is take videos and photographs inside a property on your own phone. Ooh, um, that's a bit annoying. Now, I understand that there are times where it, it seems reasonable to do so, um, you know, and there's FaceTime available on phones for when partners can't be there at times of inspection. So there is an element that that is okay, but it is not your home yet. It is somebody's home. They will have belongings in those photos. There are actual laws for rental properties, even for agents, mm-hmm. that we can't have people's belongings in those advertisement photos without their permission. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's similar. It is still somebody's home. Do not start, you know, taking videos and photos. You don't know who they know. You don't know how many, you know, there's mutual connections. Yeah. Who knows? Ask so, permission. Ask if... permission, not forgiveness, yeah. and talk to your agent because they will help you with that. Um, the other thing I would say is 
it does happen that accidents happen inside an inspection. So mm-hmm. whether or not a fly screen falls off or you went to open a handle and the handle came off or it, it happens. Um, if there is damage or an accident that occurs at the time of inspection, don't just leave. Don't just um, not tell yeah. the agent. Don't think we won't know about it. And I always preface and say to everyone, you never know, there could be cameras on now. Everyone's making sure they're safe and, you know, yeah. um, but don't just think that, don't don't damage something or by accident. An agent understands accidents happen 100%. Yeah. It can always be fixed, okay, because they happen. So don't do that because yeah. in my experience that has happened quite often. Um, yeah. And the other thing I would say is don't use the toilet if you're going <gasps> oh, to the yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Just don't um, because it's, Hey, it's somebody else's toilet. It's a really private thing. Number yeah. two, you're not really leaving the best of impressions. We understand that there's been accident, you know, times where it's an urgency. Yeah. But don't walk into people's homes at an inspection level thinking it's, that, oh, I've got to go to the toilet. I haven't been in a while. I might just use their bathroom. It, yeah. It's not a public restroom, right? No. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I and- always tell my copywriters the same thing. I just like, in no circumstances do you ever use a, a toilet at a property, even if it's vacant. You know, the cleanest, the cleanest toilets you can probably find are at um, libraries. Libraries are really good. Um, good to know. Yeah, Thank libraries. Good to and know. Yeah, libraries and uh, yeah, sometimes shopping centres, depending on what time of the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point, right? There are yeah. toilets around. There are public toilets for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, these are someone's home. And yeah. it's very awkward as an agent if you're looking for your fire or somebody's in the and you hear the toilet flash and you think oh, oh my oh. goodness what's happening here so yeah even as an agent we won't do that in properties we will do no. the mad dash to the toilet somewhere yeah. um but yeah that they would be my main five tips because or talking negatively about the property i'm adding a six bonus one here right because okay. if you are walking through that inspection and you are negative talking to see to try and get price down to try and get a better deal to try and play a little all that is happening. Turn off other All buyers. that is happening is your agent is going, no, no, this is not my buyer or renter. They don't like yeah. the property. You know, this is yeah. going to be too hard. So um, always be a, able to ask questions, um, mm. but leave the whinging and the negative talk elsewhere because the agent oh. is presenting a property for sale or rent. They've got some sense of pride in it. And, um, yeah. you know, you don't want to put off your agent at that point yeah. at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, look, I know I went to a property recently and, um, Oh, there was another. There was a guy running around as a prospective buyer, going, "Oh, this is such a weird floor plan. Really, like it's weird. Like, how does this? Like, why is the laundry off the main bedroom? Like, it like it was a weird floor plan. Um, but it was just like, yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. I've seen the floor plan myself, and yet you're still here inspecting it. It's strange yeah. how it works that way. Um, yeah, it can. Don't do that. <laughs> don't yeah. do that. You don't like it, cool. You've got questions. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then find the property that's right for you because yeah. you never know also, and I always be mindful and tell, well, I don't really tell people, but I wish people were more mindful if they're at an inspection with other people there and they start negatively speaking about property being, um, you know, not not modern enough. Oh, it's still really old. Oh, I don't think it's very clean. You know, all those things. But that could be potentially that other inspectors, all they can afford. It could yeah. be safe for them and, and yeah. able, you know, they could be perfect. You don't know anyone else's circumstances. They could be escaping from domestic yeah. violence or something yeah. like that and they just need a place yeah. that they can afford and yeah. look so after their kids or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So that little bit of humble attitude when you're walking around a property, just to keep those comments to yourself. If you've got nothing nice to say, it actually matters. You know, don't say yeah. it out loud. There's no life will continue on even if you keep it in your head um, yeah. or talk about it in the car on the ride on the way home. But, you know, you never know who was walking around. You never know. I've had landlords and vendors mystery shopping at their own opens before, mm. not you know, not wanting me to tell anyone that that's the bloody vendor. And, you know, I just yeah. want to sort of walk around and see what the feedback is. Yeah. Awkward. But, you know, you never know who's there at that inspection. It could be a sister, a brother of the vendor. So mm. comments like that can be really harmful to you as a buyer or renter, putting yeah. a bad sense of something in your agent's head, but it can also be really heartbreaking for the people listening to it if, yeah. you know, as well. So try and keep the negative talk and if you've got nothing nice to say, you know, those things that your mum told you, they still apply as adults in real estate. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Jade. This was a bit of fun. Thank you. Yeah, I liked it. Thank you. <laughs> now, how can our Real Estate Right listeners get in touch with you if they want to buy, sell, rent or invest through First National in Melton? Well, look, they can visit our website, which has all my contact details all the time, www.fnmelton.com.au. Um, but yes. the best way to get in touch with me always is through my social media outlets. So I'm Instagram, Facebook, all the TikToks, all the stuff, uh, LinkedIn. I do. So it's just Jade Carberry Real Estate. Very, very easy. Um, or First National Melton is my other page that I run for the business. So yeah. you can catch me there anytime. DM me. I am always on that. So anytime. Yeah. Love to chat. Beautiful. You. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on Real Estate Right. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, what a privilege. Thank you. Next week, we had the lovely Brooke Situ from Oco Group to talk to us about the trends in kitchen design. Oco Group is a renovations company conquering the whole of Australia with their renovations, quick flips, architecture and interior design. It's a great episode for those wanting a little inspiration in kitchen design or for those who want to follow the trends so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is brought to you by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting services. This podcast is produced and written by me, Sue Langada, with the help of our social media expert, Jade Bomanis. We would like to thank Podbean for distributing this podcast, Zoom for the recording, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for our introduction. We would love for you to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or on our website, realestatewrite.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.